Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Board Games Daily, your daily dose of tabletop gaming discussion on Anchor. Now welcome your hosts, Jeremiah Isley, Scott Firestone, and AJ Skifstad. Hey everyone, Jeremiah here. Another week starting here with Board Games Daily. Thanks once again for tuning in. We've got some some stuff to talk about. The Spiel des ja- de Jars, I can never say it. The, the Spiel Awards came out last week. Those were announced and boy, do we have thoughts. So Firestone's going to kick that off for us. I'm going to come at you with some thoughts about a game we recently played last week. Not Mother of Frankenstein, which was fantastic. Another game, which is an oldie, but in my opinion, a goodie. We'll talk about that shortly. And then we are also going to hear AJ's thoughts on the good old Game Night Cage Fight, which again, you can go to Twitter or uh, Instagram or on this actual episode in the Spotify app and let us know who you think should win that. So speaking of those things, any of these topics that we discuss, we'd love to hear your thoughts and we will include them in future shows. So please be sure to uh, hit us up on social media at Theology of Games on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Facebook page And, of course, you can email us, theologyofgames, at gmail.com. And some of you have already started voting on the Game Night Cage fight. And I'm not so happy with the results, but that's a personal thing for me. Thanks so much. So there it is. That sets the table for today's episode. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Tell folks about us. Rate, review, subscribe. All those things are helpful. Thanks for tuning in to Board Games Daily, powered by Theology of Games. Hey everyone, Firestone here uh, with Board Games Daily. Thanks for joining us. The big news today is that over the weekend, the Spiel des Jahres Awards were announced, and the winners of them. And uh, kind of a strange one, I've hardly played any of the games on here again. Um, I don't know if this is a result of the pandemic or having a smaller board game group or yes, but um, of the three main Spiel des Jahres games, Dorf, Dorf Romantic, the board game uh, from Pegasus Spiel and Fun Facts and Next Station London. I've actually played Next Station London and I like it a lot. I think it's a great gateway game. It's um super easy to play you could bring this out with anybody it's in a small package it's a great fun roller right and next station tokyo is very similar to it uh the the gimmick being that you have four different colored pencils with four different colored you know rail lines and um each person takes a different one and you're flipping over cards and so i'm the blue in this round and you're the red one we're all using the same cards and you're trying to connect station to station to station and you get bonuses if you cross this major river in in the london one and 
Um, if you can connect certain stations to each other, it's really easy to explain. It's really fun. And I'm not saying it should have won, but it's the one I've played and it was a lot of fun. What did win was Dorf Romantic. I know nothing about this game. If I uh, go into my Geek Buddies, which is kind of the, my, my barometer for you know how well, how well a game is received, one, only one of my hundreds of Geek Buddies has played this game. And they liked it for kids, but even then they were like, this is a seven-year-old game. And in my mind, I feel like the Spiel des Jahres should be something that's more gateway that you could bring out with, you know, I mean, look at Ticket to Ride as the classic example. Um, You can play that with kids. You can also play that with adults. But this one seems like it's very, very skewed uh, toward, toward younger kids. And so kind of a strange one for that. But again, I haven't played it. I just know that... um, Next Station London is great. So that's my, that would have been my vote because it's the one I played. And then the other one that I, that we care about, we don't really care about the Kinderspiel too much because that's for super little kids, but the Kennerspiel, which is kind of the more advanced game award, there were three up for it. Icky, Icky, I'm not sure, Planet Unknown and Challengers. Again, only one of these have I played. It was Challengers. We played, uh, it's like a auto battler game kind of, where you, you're pitted against other players in kind of a round robin and you're building a deck and then you're, and this sounds goofy, but you're playing war basically. Like you flip over a card and then I have a five power now. And then another person flips over a card and they only have a three. So they flip over another card and now they have a six and they beat me. And you're building a deck based on themes. So you shuffle a bunch of different themes together into this thing. And so you might want to go hard into one, but that has pluses and minuses to it. None of us were thrilled with this game and I don't understand the appeal. It was not fun. I, it was, it was kind of goofy to be honest with you. And and to hear that it won was just crazy. The other ones I don't really know anything about. What's strange is Planet Unknown, oddly enough, I knew nothing about. It was completely unknown to me. And again, if I click into my Geek Buddy analysis on this game, it came out in 2022, has an average rating of eight. I never heard of this game before this. I know nothing about it. A bunch of my friends have played it. And this is a strange thing. They all like it. Well, mostly like it. Eights, nines, and sevens. Not a single person left a comment, which is really weird to me. Usually at least one person has something to say about the game. But I have 10 people who rated this game and said nothing about it. I know nothing about the game still. I know that my friends mostly like it, but I don't know anything about it. It has this uh, really, the, the cover looks so cobbled together like they used um, clip art, um, not clip art. It's just, it, it, the cover is terrible. I don't know any, it's from Ryan Lambert, who I've heard of. Let's see what he has uh, designed here. Sorry, my internet is slow, apparently. Uh, oh, he's done truck off. Okay, apparently I don't know who that is. <laughs> but uh, it's published by a small publisher called Adam's Apple Games. It's well-liked, but again, I don't know anything about it. And my friends didn't like it enough to weigh in on it. So 
challengers has won the Kennerspiel des Jahres and um, Dorf Romantic has won the Spiel des Jahres. Have you played these games? Do you have opinions on them? What do you think? Do you agree that Next Station London is a great game? And uh, let us know what you think. But that's the news of the week. Spiel des Jahres. It means a lot of money for those companies that publish those games. It's a big prestigious thing. And uh, once again, we've hardly played any of these games. All right, have a good one. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's Jeremiah. I'm back with my game night recap. We need a better name for this segment. Uh, but last week, you heard AJ and I talk about Mother of Frankenstein. We played that sort of at the end well, actually, at the end of our game night that we had last Monday. I'm not going to be at game night this week because I've got other plans taking me away from it. But I did want to discuss a game that we played last week that I hadn't played, oh man, in like literal years. We got sent this was a long time ago, Eagle Griffin Games sent us copies of uh, I'm the Boss, the card game. I guess there's a board game version, if I'm not mistaken, but this is the card game. It's a very sort of stripped down, cutthroat, it's so, it's so mean. (laughs) And I love it. Listen, I, if you know me, I'm like, everybody's like, dude, you're such a nice guy. You're so cool. You're whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like you're, you're always friendly and nice and fair and whatever. Like there's just something about a cutthroat board game or, or in this case, card game that just brings something out of me. And so the game works, like each player gets a turn being the boss And before anything happens, they can give out these tokens that are cousin tokens. And by default, if you're the boss or a boss's cousin, you get a piece of the action. So that means whatever the deal, the quote unquote deal is, you get that much just for being a cousin, right? It's total, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I can't think of the word when it's, anyway. (laughs) So you do that and like basically people can just like barter with you offer you money say hey i can play these color cards if you make me a cousin i'll help out we'll make a big make it a big deal everybody get lots of money and there's ways that you can move cards there's ways that you can flip the deal on people and make it a negative amount of income and so they end up actually losing that amount of money I mean, it's, it's very, very, there is a lot of strategy. You can pass twice, but the second time you pass, you can't add to the deal. You can't do anything, but also nothing can be played in front of you. So like you can play cards in front of people to wreck their deal. I tell you what, I, I was so mean and so cutthroat, but literally like it started with, you know, Hey, I can do this color You make me a cousin. And then people wouldn't. And I was like, all right, you, you didn't didn't listen and so i was flipping deals on people i was stealing their their piece of the action cards which multiplied how much money you got and i was putting them in front of me and then somebody made me a cousin i said great i'll be your cousin if you're this color and then they led with another color and made the deal the wrong color 
So I went, I went nuclear on them. I ended up winning that game. It was, it, but everybody was laughing and everybody's having a good time. There's not much time investment. So it's not like we wrecked everybody's night by being mean to each other and all that. So it was a lot of give and take. I had a lot of fun. What do you think about games like this? Do you hate them? Do you love them? Let me know. I got to get out of here. Hey everybody, AJ here, and it's my turn to weigh in on the Game Night Cage Fight. And this time we're talking about two, uh, as Jeremiah referred to, two flippin' fills as opposed to rollin' rights. Those are going to be Welcome To and Next Station London. Before I give you my opinions on them, uh, or before I give you which one is the winner, I'd love to say that I enjoy both of these games. Really, I do. They're both really, really good games. But it's going to seem like I'm picking on one versus the other because that's exactly what's happening in the cage fight. So just remember, I do like both of these games very much. But the winner for me is Welcome To. And let me tell you why. Welcome To, if you don't know, is a game where you're in this 1950s, 60s. You're a, you're a neighborhood housing developer. And it's got this really cool theme where you're going to be flipping over uh, these three numbered cards each turn. And each of those numbered cards is going to have an action below them. And you're going to assign one of those numbers to the houses that you're building on your street. And of course, it has to go in ascending order, in se- excuse me, in sequential order, um, which thematically already for me is really, really cool. I love that. In addition to that, um, you're going to have the choice of those three numbers, and under it, there's going to be one action underneath one underneath those three numbers. It could be building a pool along with that house, or building a fence to start clustering off areas of that street, or assigning a real estate value to that house, or a temp agency, or a park, or even there's three plans at the beginning of the game that you put out, like three end game goals that you have to build certain things in a certain way to get some bonus points. Lots of different ways to score points here. And I love that as opposed to Next Station London, which has several different ways to score points, such as going to those hotspot locations or having multiple lines intersect. And so that's like the two major ways to get more points in Next Station London. Not so with Welcome To. You've got plenty of different ways to strategize and think about it. In addition to that, they give you an extra little uh, component on the board called the Cul-de-Sac Expansion. And it's already on the board. You don't have to like buy something. It's there and you can play it. And well, okay, let's stay there. Expandability. The game already has these micro expansions for it where you buy the a new stack of player mats. You could buy the winter expansion, summer. You could buy the fall one, which is um, Halloween, which I own that one. Super cool. You can give houses trick or treats. Uh, you, des- you decide and get some bonus points for that. There's the doomsday expansion. Uh, where the apocalypse happens and you have to build your neighborhood in the midst of an apocalypse. So many cool things going on with Welcome To. And Next Station London, you are building subways, uh, buses, bus paths. I I don't know. And it's kind of bland looking. You've got yellow and pink going on and that's about it. And 
the little gimmick with Next Station London is you've got colored pencils. And so you pass your colored pencils because you're making a new uh, path with your new colored pencils. That's really cool for, uh, you know, a hot second. But really, you're just drawing some lines. And let's face it, uh, choice is king in Welcome To. You've got three different choices in addition to the actions that are beneath them. But in Next Station London, you get one choice of a card that's flipped, and it's a shape that you must go to that next shape. Um, There are a couple little wild cards in there and diverting path cards. But eventually, the game sort of plays itself for you. If you've played the game long enough, there are obvious choices to make. In Welcome To, even though the choices will become narrower as the game gets towards the end, there is still choice. A lot of different choice in Welcome To. Where in Next Station London, eventually you're going to know what the choice is to make and you're going to make it because it's the best choice. Um, And so I don't necessarily enjoy that aspect of Next Station London. I'd rather uh, get to the end of the game and feel like I still have some, some, some things to weigh and not like the game's kind of playing itself. And so I've already kind of hit on Next Station London about the look and just it's kind of boring because Welcome To is so different. You have this nice, bright, green, colorful playmat with pools in the backyard and little uh, umbrellas that are multicolored. And down below on your scoring area, there's some different colors going on. Not to mention they give you this sweet little player aid and each one of them is a billboard that says welcome to this neighborhood and all the billboards have these 1950s uh, very gimmicky uh, artwork on them. Uh, There's one where there's like a family playing playing, uh, a tile placement game. There's one for like a restaurant, a diner. And on the other side of them is your cheat sheet on how all the actions work. So I've talked too much about these games, but that's because... I really feel like there's a vast difference between these two. In fact, in my opinion, I don't think they even stand in... I just think there were better games to put up against Welcome To or better games to put up against uh, Next Station London because I feel like they are vastly different enough in complexity and excitement even that I don't even know that they're in the same category for me. I know that the other guys are going to get after me for this, but that's just my thoughts. Welcome to wins the cage fight hands down for me. That's it. See you later. Thanks for joining us today. Board Games Daily is powered by TheologyofGames.com. Don't forget to head over to TheologyofGames.com to check out all we have to offer, including written reviews, our YouTube channel, and two other podcasts. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening, and go put a game on the table.